0: simplified
1: chaos episode 34
0: life is beautiful and full of chaos
1: and it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed
0: we're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life
1: this is simplified chaos
0: Hey, our lovely listeners. Welcome to Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my co-host and husband, Nicholas.
1: What's going on, folks? Another great episode here for you today. Jilly, what are we diving into?
0: Today's episode topic is all about why we have two separate bank accounts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no joint accounts here. No, and we're going to
0: kind of share how it's been simplifying our lives as it in regards to finances as well as just overall relationship, too.
1: Yeah. Now, this is going to be a fun one, and it might not be for everybody, but, you know, we feel like having separate bank accounts is very healthy for our relationship and our financial status, and we can't wait to share that with you. Absolutely. So, Jilly, before we get into that, let's talk a little gratitude. You ready? Sure. What are you grateful for today?
0: Today I am grateful for Brewster's ice cream. <laughs> oh, shit. We are not
1: cocktailing it right now. We are ice creaming it.
0: Well, we did cocktail it before the ice cream. Yeah, but we did. are all over the place today. The cocktail never made it to recording studio. Uh, no. My sister brought home a delicious hodgepodge of Oreo cheesecake, and it was like chocolate dumpster of some sort it had like uh, nuts was and, nuts in it like
1: walnuts or yeah, something. yeah yeah
0: pecans and man it was it just hit the spot like a, yeah we're was, ready to go we're wired
1: <laughs> we're amped up for this wired episode and sugar. yeah
0: <laughs> what about you babe what are you grateful for
1: I'm, I'm grateful for your friend Waxler Wax yeah. shout out Wax shout out Wax and why uh, are you
0: grateful for her
1: yeah we kind of switched things up tonight and did a lot of things different <laughs> than we normally do I don't know if I can really get into why I am grateful for her, but uh, uh, there was a new position that was tried just before this podcast and it was phenomenal. Shout out wax. Yeah.
0: <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Yeah. There now you guys get and it. And it. it wasn't hump day either. No, no. We We're definitely mixing things up. We tonight. did. We kept it we kept it a little fresh this week. A we little, gotta, you yeah. gotta have some spontaneity. Exactly. Can't be so routine all the time. Exactly. You know? But it was good.
1: So, yeah, we're all amped up here for this episode. (laughs) We might be all over the place. I don't know. But it's going to be a lot of fun. So that was probably our shortest gratitude segment ever. Yeah, actually, you're probably right.
0: (laughs) Ice (laughs) cream and sex positions. So,
1: yeah, I mean, we we covered the important bases. So, Jilly. All right. Let's talk a little bit about separate bank accounts.
0: So I found... This is... It's weird. Lately, I've been starting the episodes with a quote, and it's not the quote of the day like we normally do at the end, but it's something to kind of set the stage for, I guess, the feel of the episode. So I was reading this one blog post, and there's this quote I want to share before we dive in. Okay. It says, the American fantasy is that once you're a couple and you get married, you merge everything, family, money, households, and food. But if two people have very different diets, does that mean that they cannot or should not eat together?
1: That's deep. I like it. That is a great, uh, is that a comparison or not that,
0: (laughs) you know what word I want to use. (laughs) Did you fail English? I did. (laughs) And I write
1: stuff all the time.
0: And there's also an interesting statistic to go with that. It says, in this one study, it said it found that 70% of married couples fight about money more than chores, snoring, sex, and deciding what's for dinner.
1: I believe that. I do, too. I I 100%. I mean, money is how you survive. And if one person's not pulling their weight or if they're just spending money egregiously then yeah, there's going to be issues. So So that might sound a little against what we're saying with the separate bank accounts, but I think we have ways to circumvent that.
0: Yeah. And the reason I thought this was an interesting topic to kind of share with our listeners is because I know kind of the norm is when you get married, you join your bank accounts and you have one unit that you guys are sharing. And we decided not to do that. And I think it's, you know, we're being kind of rebellious and kind of going against the norm. But it didn't make sense to fix something. I mean, to to do something that wasn't broken. Right. We felt that what we had going on was working really well for us. And we found a lot of advantages to keeping it separate. And I think that's, yeah. I want to dive into that now about, like, what are the pros of, of keeping it separate, even though we are married?
1: Yeah. And, and you know, just because we keep things separate doesn't... Uh, with this episode it doesn't mean it's the right way and, and any no, with no. any episodes it doesn't mean what this we say is the right way us. but you know this is just more of something to help you think and you know if it makes sense for you to, to merge your bank accounts that's great you know we're not saying anything against that um, but for us we found that this works for our family unit and we have some great benefits for it and the first thing I wanted to talk about because I think this is the, the biggest thing of all is that Yes, finances are a huge issue when it comes to couples and and they can you know, fighting. Be. It, it mm-hmm. can be. But because we have separate bank accounts, we have to communicate about our finances. There's no I mean, we can hide what we do, but we really there's there's no benefit for us to hide what we do financially because it ultimately hurts our family unit. Yes. So, it has made us communicate more and more about finances and actually helped us sit down and you know create a budget you know we talk about what we're spending on a monthly basis if we have enough money for fun if we don't have enough money for fun what can we do to make adjustments that suits where we're at in our life
0: i agree uh i guess and also because we hired a financial advisor we sit down with him and you know, you're communicating about your accounts and your retirement, and I'm communicating about mine. And it's so cool because the financial advisor takes both of our our financial stories, as we'll call it, mm-hmm. and he kind of compares them and says, you know, separate you guys are not that strong, but together you guys work really well. So it's kind of cool to that our story or financial stories are different, but that together we kind balance
1: of, each other out, we're like yin and yang. Yeah,
0: yeah. But um, I think but we're
1: gonna be yang and yang or yin and yin pretty soon because we're gonna be. On the straight and narrow.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but... I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Even more balance. uh, I agree. Like, communication is huge. I love that it makes us more open, and we have to meet and talk about what I'm making, what I'm spending, and it helps. Here's the other pro, is that it keeps me accountable for my own money, Mm -hmm. and it forces me to learn how to budget if I just let you take care of all the finances, just because I said, "Hey, I'm really weak with money," and I, I think there's a place that you work with your weaknesses and strengths. But when it comes to money, I feel like I, I need to know how to manage my own money. I, it almost gives me a feeling of independence and autonomy. Right. Like I want to know how to do this, and I, I hate saying just in case, but. You know, I came into this world by myself. I'm eventually going to leave this world by myself. I feel like I need to learn how to do the essential things by myself in order to survive and just be happy. Like, what happens if, you know, I hope nothing happens to you, but, right. you know, I, I want to – that's one less stress that I have to worry about. Yeah,
1: I mean, you bring up a good point is that if you fully depend on the other person to handle the finances and, God forbid, something happen – then you are stuck, you know, not knowing where you're at. you might not know certain accounts that you have to pay for. And then you're just, you're lost. You might owe a lot of money. You, you never know. Um, but you know, having the opportunity to handle your own account, your own affairs, And spend your money how you see fit is gonna help you in case that situation does come up.
0: Yes, and like anything, I learn by doing. I'm not gonna learn how to budget or how to spend money uh, intentionally unless I'm actually going through the motions. You know, I had to struggle, you know, to see, like, hey, like I was spending a lot more, you know, on coffee or dates out or eating out. And it made me recheck myself and say, you know what? Like, I'm spending way too much. Like, I needed to learn that by doing it myself. I needed to make mistakes to learn that. And I wouldn't have learned that if I just let you deal with all the money right. and the spending and you telling me you can't spend any more money this month, Jill, because you're over. Like, I don't and want see, you- and I don't
1: want to do that. Yeah. and you don't want me to do that either.
0: Nobody wants to, like, at least me. I don't want to be told what to do. It, it makes me feel like I'm a kid again, and not in a good way. It's right. like here's your allowance. I I like having that feeling of independence and that I can spend money the way I choose to and the way that I plan to intentionally and I think overall having separate bank accounts has made me a more responsible person
1: yeah and I think it builds a level of trust again you know I don't want to have to go through and like Jill you're spending too much money on coffee or Jill you're spending too much money on clothes or Jill you're spending too much money on porn (laughs) kidding um but uh you know i i don't want to have to nitpick and 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 do that but you know because we communicate about our finances because we can sit down and do a budget you're smart enough to look and see what you're spending your money on say hey listen i know we want to do bigger better vacations or or whatever i need to cut something here or there in order to achieve those goals so you know it's nice that we're able to sit down and look at at a you know at a individual level for each of us and then we combine everything together anyway you know there's there's a lot of things that we're responsible for together and then there's other responsibilities that we've divvied out as far as like our bills go
0: yes and it's interesting because i i feel like having a separate account i still have that freedom to spend the money how i wished. yeah but I also know that our relationship is built on communication and trust. And if there is like a large purchase that I'm going to make, I'm not going to just do it. I'm going (laughs) to like, hey, Nick, I've been thinking about this. Uh, Give me your thoughts. This is how much money it costs. I'm willing to pay for it. Nick,
1: I did a thing today. I bought an
0: island. (laughs) I I did. But I did talk to you about before I bought our kitchen island. I did. But I... I like being able to communicate with you about big purchases first because yes. I'm yeah, a that's very important. I find that I'm very impulsive, and I'm learning more how to be less impulsive and really think about it longer. And you help me think about it longer and just really plan it out and yeah. how I'm going to pay for it. And I love that about you that you kind of slow me down in that aspect. But it's I, funny,
1: like I've been like that my whole life, even like as a, a teenager with my money, even as a kid, I would really think over my decisions before I bought anything. And it's funny because my my 20s was a complete disaster. If anybody listens to our budgeting episode, I mean, you can hear like the mistakes I made in my 20s. But as like a teen growing up, I was very conservative with my money and really thought hard about, is this something that's going to benefit me? Am I going to use it long-term or is it something that I'm going to buy and just use it short-term and then put it aside and forget about it? So, you know, that's always how I thought. And I continue to do that because... I don't have that fear of missing out on something like there there are certain things that I like to have the latest and greatest i.e. my phone but that's about it like everything else is really just kind of thought out and making sure that it's going to have some kind of value for us for the long term.
0: Well I think that's what our whole the whole way we're living now is just really thinking through about things that we're buying or how we're spending our time Mm -hmm. or the people we hang around. We're not just doing it to do it because everyone else is doing it. It's we're really questioning why and is this really going to add to what we value? And I just thought of this now. Another pro, I think, is that we are really showing Lucille, our 14-month-old, I always say 14 months, We're showing her what it's going to look like to, I guess, talk about the hard stuff, like talk about finances. I think if you were just handling finances, we wouldn't be talking about it. You would just be doing it Mm -hmm. and going on your way. But because we both have two separate accounts, we have to talk about, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm spending. You know, this bill is coming up. This bill you know, whatever she's going to be seeing and hearing those conversations and just seeing the way we interact and how we deal with money. And I, hopefully we can show her that it's not a burden to us. You know, it's helping us become stronger as a couple and, you know, as a unit and just making sure that we're, I guess, doing what's best for our family based on what we value. So I am excited that she's going to get to see that in real time as she gets older, because honestly, my mom took care of all the finances growing up and I never heard about it, saw anything about it. Mm-hmm. So when it came to understanding investments or savings, like I felt very ignorant about it because it wasn't one of those things that my parents really modeled to me. And I kind of wish that I was taught when I was younger so that way I was a little bit more well-informed and maybe yeah. could have had like a little bit more of a head start when it came to just really investments in the type of accounts that we should have. And I know that's another topic in itself about specific accounts and the best way to use them, but I'm just really excited to like give Lucille that little boost of what to do when it comes to that financial area.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think it's important that we model that we're both involved in these decisions. We, we talk openly about it and we're, I, to me, I don't know, We I don't think we've had this conversation, but you know, I would like to speak openly about our money and our money situation with Lucille and, and not make it. I think we try to hide what we make and, you know, our money and everything like that. And, I don't think within your family it's a good thing to to hide that thing like Lucille needs to know that we bring in a certain amount of income and that that income allows us to spend a certain amount of money and that we have goals that we want to achieve and if we want to have family fun and take vacations we need to save certain money in order for us to do that so Mm -hmm. I she should know how much we're bringing in as a family um, when we have that conversation, I don't know. Um, we'll kind of feel that out, but I'm sure, we'll know when the times. Yeah, is right. <laughs> we'll, we'll know when the times right. But I feel like you know, money shouldn't be taboo. It should be a, a, something that's talked openly, especially amongst a family unit. Um, you know, so that's you know my plan with her.
0: And I think that whole concept of the more you know, the more money you have, it's you know, you're seen in a different light. But I think that that whole mindset is changing. I think more people are. They're not valuing money as much as it used to be mm-hmm. back then. It's they value time and experiences now. So, I think just talking about it open just shows that you know money is important, but it's yeah. not everything. Yeah, you know it helps us do what we want to do, but it's not everything.
1: Well, and it's funny, like if you look back at like our parents' generation, is oftentimes when something was fixed around the, or was broke around the house, they would fix it themselves in order to save money um time is really no object but now time seems more precious than ever and we are willing to make sacrifices monetarily in order to save time so there are certain things that i could have done around the house that um you know i could do like the deck project was going to be one thing and it ended up turning into a patio Mm -hmm. which i ended up not doing at that point but i mean i demolished the deck thinking that i was going to build on top of it so that was going to be a, a project where i thought i was going to save money but we ended up spending money on it just because i didn't want to spend any more time than i'd already spent on the four weeks just demolishing the deck and because we thought we were going to yeah. use it yeah it and was the, a painstaking job
0: and these are going to be the really cool conversations that lucille is going to witness about mm-hmm. you know what's worth our time and what's not you know uh is this a a task that we want to accomplish ourselves and learn how to do it? Or is this a task that it's going to be so much of our time that we'd rather just pay someone to do it. So I think that it's very valuable to her to hear those conversations because it's real life. Absolutely. Why are we going to try to hide real life from her to make her like, it doesn't make any sense. Like she's going to be an adult. It's happening. Yeah. (laughs) So why not just expose her now? It's not, burdening her it's just kind of opening her eyes so she's aware of yes there's money in the world yes money helps make the world go round money isn't everything but there are ways you can use it responsibly and a way to make you happier about it yeah
1: no absolutely so another question people might have when it comes to having separate bank accounts is how do you guys you know, send each other money. Now, we are lucky enough that we both bank with the same I write financial. you a check. Yeah, you write so. me a check and I have to go down to the bank and deposit it. But no, I mean, today banking is easier than ever. Now, we're lucky enough that we both belong to the same credit union and we can do transfers very seamlessly, you know, mm-hmm. just on our app, um, going into the branch, whatever, but most of the time it's it's over the app or we can even set up... We've set up automatic transfers as well. Yeah. Um, but... Because of the different technologies that are out there, I mean, you don't even have to be at the same banking institution anymore. There's PayPal, there's Venmo, there's the Cash App. I mean, there's just endless ways of, of transferring money to each other in order to make your, you know, your financial and your budget work. Um, you know, we have an automatic transfer that's set up, you know, for you to pay money to. Um, into the mortgage because I the mortgage comes out of my account, but you have a little portion that automatically gets transferred to each one of your paychecks over to my account. And it's just very easy. And we could do the same thing if we weren't even in the same banking institution. So there's another nice thing about having separate bank accounts is that it's very easy to get money to each other. Without yeah. having to write a check and waiting five days for a deposit and and mm-hmm. for it to clear and all that stuff, it's it's instantaneous now.
0: Yeah, and again, I guess because we do have two separate bank accounts and we do have a mortgage to pay, which we both live in, it again it forces us to communicate to create a plan. Mm-hmm. Like we had to decide who is going to be paying the mortgage, who's going to right. be paying the insurance. Who's going to be paying for health insurance like we had to have a those- water bill yeah. bg
1: e which is electrical around our area um cell phones i mean there's just think about the number of bills that, that we have but you know we've got it down and you know we we do an old school spreadsheet but i mean it works it, works. it gives us a yeah. great visual of what's you know coming in every month and you know we like Jill mentioned earlier, we are meeting with a financial advisor. So that's going to be diverting money in a different way than we've had it before. So that's going to take some planning on our part, seeing, you know, what we can afford to put into our investments. And then what do we want to have left over to do the things that we want to do now?
0: And I think all the themes of our episodes are very clear to me now. It's you know, if we want to be intentional, if we want to do things with a purpose and be happier and healthier, we have to create a plan. Yes. And you just can't it, wing it. No. And it all starts with just really looking closely at what you're trying to create a plan for and just questioning it. What's the best way for us? How can we make it streamline for us? What's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, we're not thinking about, we're kind of like putting up a wall about what everyone else is doing and just thinking about us. What's going to make us yeah. happy? What's going to be easier for us? What What do we want to do?
1: And just because you set a plan now doesn't mean that plan can't change next month, mm-hmm. next year, in three years. You always have to constantly review what it is that you're doing and make improvements, make adjustments in order to... Your Your life's changing all the time, so so is your, your finances. So mm-hmm. you have to adjust your finances to where you're at in your life.
0: And I know it can be easy that you make more money each year and it kind of get in the habit of spending even more money the next year. So it, it forces you to really be deliberate and say, Hey, even though I'm making more money, I don't have to spend more money. So I, I like, it's like a huge pro. I know I'm keep going back to communication, but it really, it really helps us communicate about a lot. And I like that because it aids in our professional life it aids in our relationship i find that communication is key to building any kind of relationship out there you have to listen yeah you have to be open you have to be willing to compromise and it forces you to really kind of be creative with how you want to plan it out and you know you might have to experiment and try this and try that and that's kind of what life's all about you're trying to solve problems in the best way you can and it's going to change and uh, it's just that's just life so you know
1: but if you know if you're out there and you're having issues with a spouse or or people that you're connected with, um, when it comes to finances, you know make that first move in and, and and say you know hey listen I'd like to have a conversation with this you know we're a unit I want to make sure that we're. Spending our money wisely, that we're doing the things that we want to do, we're reaching financial goals, we're setting ourselves up for the future, and just see where that conversation goes. Um, you know, we've been together for almost five years now, married, and we have never had an argument about finances. And I think that's because we've had open dialogue and we listen to each other and understand what's important to each other. Like
0: gonna say, we're gonna have we're gonna yeah. have things
1: that are important as a couple and as a family that we need to look after, but then you need to think what's important for each, each one of us is going to have something that's important to us. And so, you know, you don't question me when I want to buy the newest Google phone.
0: Well, kind of. I mean, I do. you do,
1: but you know, <laughs> you, you understand that I've saved yes. you know, money for that. And, I know and you you're know, know, if that's what yeah. I want to make. If that's what I want to spend my money on, that's fine. Yeah. And the Same thing with you. Like, you know, if you want to spend money on, on your hats, which I, I love your hats, but, <laughs> You know they're we only have they're quali- but yeah but <laughs> you know it's their quality hats they you are. know and you know I'm not gonna question that it's it's important to you it makes you feel good about yourself so
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: your money you can do what you want
0: and I think the first step before even having that conversation about money is just asking each other like what what do we value as a couple like it all goes back to your values we value experiences we value family we value health so if our money is putting us on a path where it's not in that direction then it's easy to say well we don't need that it's not helping us get more experiences it's not going to help us get on vacations it's not going to help make us a healthier family so i think the first step is just making sure that you both have the same values and that kind of helps you eliminate the excess or the things that you thought you needed and just kind of direct it to the path. So you guys are on the right direction together.
1: Absolutely. Good stuff, Chili. Yeah, this was a fun one. So do we have any resources for our lovely listeners? We do. All
0: right. All right. Drop it. (laughs) This was a blog post, and I will put all of the beautiful uh, links in the show notes. Show notes. This blog post was titled, Why Married Couples Should Have Separate Bank Accounts. Do it. (laughs) Number one, the release valve. I like the titles of some of these. The release valve. I was like, wait, what does that mean? And then after I read it, I'm like, oh, I get it now. So... The first reason is the release valve. The common reason for each spouse wanting their own bank account is the desire for independence. There's no greater feeling than being free to do whatever you want with your own money because it is impossible to 100% agree on every single aspect in life. Having your own bank account provides a release valve when partners don't completely see eye to eye on a particular expense so that pressure doesn't build up to the point of explosion. Less fighting.
1: Yeah, less fighting is always good
0: like my hats oh your hats are awesome i didn't say anything bad about your hats i know but you could have seen like the price of them like Julie, what are you doing with this money and then i would have showed you like listen these are quality hats babe yeah. i'm getting a lot of use out of well, these i'm not questioning I thought it. hard yeah. and long that's what she said hey. about these hats <laughs> it's your money it's my money <laughs> all right number two the insurance policy Having independence is just one reason why each spouse should have their own separate bank account. After all, before each partner met, each enjoyed independence for years. The other reason for having your own financial account is insurance. Scroll down. Life insurance? (laughs) In other words, your bank account is your worst case scenario. Knowing that my husband has his own healthy bank account, lets me die more peacefully knowing that at the very <laughs> least he'll do just fine without me and our accumulated wealth and vice versa. Again, yeah. it's like peace of mind. Oh, definitely. And I, I used to think, Oh, death is more, but I don't want to ever think about that, but I'd rather be prepared for it's it.
1: Part of life. You have so, to prepare for it. You have to talk about it. You have to inevitable. be prepared for it. Yeah. Hey, if there's anybody who knows a good lawyer that can write a will, <laughs> that's the next thing on our uh, yeah. our checklist. We Let us know. yeah,
0: death <laughs> will All right. The next reason is the financial trainer. Just like how you have a workout buddy who helps motivate you to do, you know, one more set or eat one less slice of pizza, your spouse can help motivate you to earn and save more money as well. Yeah, by having separate financial accounts, you can clearly see where each of your finances stand. You can challenge each other to see, who gets to a certain savings amount first? I like, they're kind of gamifying it, yeah, which is kind of cool. It is cool. Kind of goes back to how we gamified cleaning in our we last did episode. We gamify cleaning. <laughs> the ultimate goal is to push each other to achieve, you know, optimal whatever your optimal financial performance is. So if you completely commingle your funds, it's kind of hard to tell exactly how much you've contributed to the household. Yeah. The more murky your contribution, the easier it is to feel demotivated or be misinformed by how much you're you're contributing.
1: Now that makes sense because, you know, not every paycheck is equal and then if it all just goes in this one pot, you know, it's it's kind of like oh here and there, but I mean, again, you know, we're able to budget to make sure that we're spending our money the way we want to spend it, but we also know what we need to contribute together in order to make this family run.
0: And I never told you this, but when you told me like how big your savings account was, it kind of motivated me to save even more because you do such a good job of saving. Well, you save a lot more than I have, but it was a little like push to like, I could totally do that. I can save more in my savings account. So I I completely agree. Like you're like that running partner that's side by side that makes me want to run a little bit faster try to beat you no i don't want to beat you we're on the same team we're on
1: the same team and you know the same thing can be said like say said god i can't talk (laughs) tonight same thing that can be said about like our vacation accounts you know we know we want to go on a good vacation um you know we want to go on multiple vacations a year some of them are just long weekends and some of them are week 10 day vacations and we know we need to save a certain amount of money to do that so you know, it's it's motivating in that way to say, you know, have something to look forward to.
0: Absolutely. And that was all of the reasons why you should awesome. have separate bank accounts.
1: I think those are good reasons.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: So what is the take action challenge for our listeners? We're challenging you, folks.
0: Oh, crap. I just realized I don't have a quote of the day.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: We may have to pause so I can find a good one after I give you the take action challenge. Take action. (laughs) Damn it. All right. Your take... (laughs) (laughs) Real life here, guys. Your take action challenge is just... It's that pregame warm up. Take a look at your money. Just look at it. Just acknowledge it. What you're earning. What you're spending. And just to see, am I doing deliberate and intentional things with my money? Or could I be doing something else that would be better? Yeah. Whether you could choose to spend it a different way, save more. Or if you have a partner, you guys could decide to, hey, let's commingle or let's not commingle. It's whatever's best for your lifestyle. But the only take action challenge is literally just to look at your money and just see what you're doing with it. And then make a plan. Make
1: a plan. Whatever
0: the plan is, do it what's best for you. Just make a plan and try it out, experiment.
1: Yeah, and short term, you know, think of a short term plan, something that's um, measurable, achievable, and see where it goes. And if you need to make adjustments, make those adjustments. All right, Jilly. Let's get into that quote of the day.
0: All right. The quote of the day is anonymous. <laughs> I don't know who quoted it. Some guy. Some or woman. Woman. I yes, said both. I know. All right. Money doesn't buy happiness, but neither does poverty. Oh, no, yeah. So less money more money it doesn't matter it's what you do right it's what you do it's not how much you have it's what you do with what you have good catch jill thank you i think i did pretty good there was like a two minute fine yeah I i did pretty good nice
1: Well, folks, that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review or take a screenshot and share it on social media for us so that we can continue to build our audience and reach out and and help people learn how to be more intentional in their lives. But we want to thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you again next week.
0: See you later, guys. We want to thank
1: everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications, so, you know, when the next episode is live, if you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplified chaos podcast at gmail.com. And that's chaos with a K or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening. And we will see you.